Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish Podcast. My name is Gage. I'm here with Jay. Hey, everyone. It's me, Jay. We might look a little bit different or sound a little bit different because we're actually filming this version of the podcast. Exactly. Um, So we just created a Patreon, actually, for our podcast. Um, For those of you who don't know, Patreon is basically just a platform that allows you to support um, content creators if they're creating videos, podcasts, whatever they're doing. Um, So we're on Skype right now because we're actually recording a video component of the podcast. Uh, So if you'd like to see that, you can head over to our Patreon. Um, I believe it's patreon.com slash girlish podcast. Yeah, um, we have we have different tiers set up. So if you guys want to support us, it would really mean the world to us. We're going to really try and be active on there. And like I said, you know, we're doing this video component. The quality might not be the best, but, you know, we're across the country from each other. So we're, we're doing what we can for now to basically give you guys everything that we can. But obviously, you know, if you want to support us, that option's available. Um, if you can't support us or, or, you know, things are tough right now, we still will be releasing the audio um, podcast for you guys. Um, we're, you know, obviously streaming on Spotify. You can all find us on all those, like, fun streaming sites. I do recommend using Spotify because Anchor is partner with Spotify. And um, Anchor is really helping us out. They're being very kind to us lately. So I'm talking with a few people from Anchor. And I think they really want to help us out. So... Um, if you want to support them, you can just stream us on Spotify. It means the world to us. I'm also working on a YouTube page to be able to put up um, the U- or the audio on YouTube so you guys can listen to it. We we were posting it on our YouTube channels, but I think now we want to kind of like create a space specifically for the podcast so our like our YouTube channel isn't clouded with that content. Um, so yeah, we'll see how everything goes on for now. But yeah, so hopefully you know we can get that YouTube channel up and running and being able to kind of have our podcast in all these different formats that you can watch, see, listen to, or whatever. Yeah, so it's no pressure. We just wanted to add um, a few new features to our podcast to help us grow because I'm pretty sure it's pretty clear by now that we're serious about this project and trying to expand it and build on it and doing everything that we can. Uh, So this is just an extra way for us to provide more content for you guys. Um, And if you want to support us, that's the easiest way to do it as well. Um, So the topic for today's podcast is on transphobia, which is a very controversial topic. We might today. I don't know. Um, But basically, I feel like in the past few years, um, trans people have definitely gotten a lot of representation in the media. Um, a lot more people are aware of what trans people are and how we live our lives. And along with that, there has been a lot of instances where people um, show their ignorance and say things that they shouldn't say. But there's also a balance between trying to find out if the person is intentionally trying to be malicious um, by saying something that's hurtful or harmful to the community, or if they don't simply know what they're talking about and they just need to be educated. Um, So that's kind of the balance that we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be sharing some stories about experiences of transphobia that we've experienced um, with like coworkers or friends or family um, and kind of just rambling because that's what we do the best. (laughs) We're the best at rambling. Um, Yeah. yeah, I I think it's, it's, it's a fun 
know, kind of topic to dive into. I definitely think, you know, we always joke about like, we're going to be like, this is the podcast we're going to be canceled in because it is, it is scary in the community. Um, you know, I don't, I think a lot of the community thinks the way we do, but the people's voices that stick out are the, like the most, the most extreme ones. So you, we like, we were very scared that like, you know, we, we don't want to be like, like problematic in any sense of it, but we do want to share like our thoughts and our opinions on like certain issues that people might not quite understand. Like you were saying, like, um, like trans representation has gotten pretty like popular within like recent years, which is great. It's great for us. But, you know, with this, like, emergence of more trans people coming out, there has been a lot of, like, ignorant people that just don't quite understand it. And if you think about it, like, you know, like, how can you make anyone understand something that, like, is so new to them? Like, they're not going to just know everything right off the bat. So a lot of ignorance can come into play. A lot of, like, things can be messed up or things can, like, people can mess up. And I think that's okay. And I think that there needs to be like some like I don't know just leeway for people to like understand and grow because if we're so aggressive with people and how they you know like interact with our community then I feel like it's just pushing more people away from accepting us like from truly wanting to support us so yeah I really just yeah I think there's like this like new like like cancel I hate like the phrase cancel culture but it's like it is that like like very aggressive, I feel like community that's just so ready to like you know attack people and like transphobia, and I'm not I just I don't agree with it at all. I think you know we jump to that that term so quickly when it really like that that term has a lot of weight to it. So when you claim someone or something is transphobic, you're putting a lot of weight on it. Like like trans women are being like killed on the streets, and and it's like it's really gross, and like that's like severe like actual transphobia. And so, sorry, my girlfriend just flushed the toilet. <laughs> she told me she was before we started. Um, sorry, but to get serious again, like, you know, like there's actual transphobia that like affects like physically, like mentally our community. But like, like someone saying like the wrong thing or misgendering someone on accident, that's not, that's not transphobia. That's not going to ultimately like affect like our community, especially if they're trying to grow. So I think we need to allow people to make mistakes, but just educate them. So it's like one of those things that's like really hard to kind of navigate through or deal with. I agree. It's, I like I was saying, it's very easy. I feel like to tell if somebody is genuinely curious or confused about a certain topic, or if they're intentionally trying to hurt your feelings or trying to say something degrading about trans people or anybody in the LGBT community. And to me, that's the most important indicator as to how you're supposed to go about the situation. Like, if you get somebody who clearly doesn't know anything, they're just curious or trying to ask you a question, it might be frustrating because it's not our responsibility to basically educate every single person that we talk to and be like a teacher for everybody. But at the same time, like, this person is genuinely trying to understand the situation so that they can go out in the world and experience other trans people and interact with them in a way that's not harmful. So like automatically getting mad at them and yelling at them, calling them transphobic for an accident or not knowing is not the right approach for me because first of all, you are basically showing them that we are like crazy and angry at everybody who doesn't respect us or doesn't say the right thing at all the time. Um, And it's also, like you said, taking away from the fact that there are 
trans women all over the world dying and trans women who are getting denied medical services and people getting kicked out of their homes. And just because somebody asked you if you want bottom surgery, like that is such a low priority in terms of how people are living their lives in society and how people are getting mistreated and basically treated like they're not even human beings. So I think it's important to kind of step out of the situation and analyze where this person is coming from. And then obviously it's up to your own discretion to choose how you respond to them. But I'm just saying, I think the intent of the person is the most important thing in determining how you respond to them and talk to them. It's okay to be upset, but to use the term transphobia, I think that's like a really like, it's just that it's a very heavy word that I don't think we should just be throwing around over any little thing. Like I've been misgendered over and over and over again, and it hurts and it doesn't get easier like over time. It, it always will hurt. But people, you know, they just, they're doing their best. They're just trying to be supportive and they just kind of slip up sometimes. You can't be mad at that. You have to allow them to grow. Um, you know, stop, educate them. If you don't want to educate them, then tell them to educate themselves. But, you know, at the end of the day, like if they choose not to grow if they if they are making the conscious decision like i'm not going to support you or what you're doing then that's when there's an issue that's when you're crossing that line to like actually actually not supporting or accepting us which and can be it can you know it, it, it can be a gray line and it can cover over that gray line but i do think we need to kind of readjust the way you look at certain things and i don't know topics and stuff I know like a big popular one right now that a lot of people are outraged about is the Snapchat filters that everyone's using. Yeah, Everyone's using those um, Snapchat filters that change like people's faces to like a, like a woman's face or like a man's face. And, and then people are calling that transphobic. And you probably know a little more about this than I do, but I know I just, I get so mad. I'm like, people are just having fun. People are just messing around. And they're, you know, they're, they're doing what they want. I'm getting annoyed seeing them because I just see so many of them. Like, oh, we get it. You look, yeah, you look ugly as like <laughs> yeah. a boy. You're so ugly. You got it. Like, like, so, but I don't, I'm not offended by any chance by it. I don't think there's anything problematic about it. I don't either. I feel like a lot of people are reading into the situation more than they should. Like, there's nothing about it that to me screams like we're trying to make fun of trans people or like this is what you would look like if you were transgender like that's not what i personally see it's just like a a filter that's literally all it is and it's allowing people to have fun and like see a different side of their face or their facial features or like perform a different gender that they haven't performed before and i don't think like i think getting mad over that is kind of contradictory to be mad at people like straight heterosexual cisgender people like being comfortable with playing with their gender and like taking pictures and stuff like that i don't see that as transphobic personally um i i mean i do get what people are saying about like how a lot of guys are like okay with the fact that they can take pictures and like are making or like complimenting each other seeing each other look pretty but then have a different energy when talking to trans women Um, i can kind of i can see that point um, but I don't think the filters themselves are transphobic at all. I think it's just just a fun thing that people are doing. You know, not unless there's some type of like hate that's stemming from it. Like they're like they're recording themselves and then they're they're referring to trans people when they do it. 
then I can see that being like transphobic or, you know, yeah. like, you know, harmful to the community. If they're saying like, if they're using like the T slur, if they're calling themselves trannies, if they're, you know, calling themselves like faggots or whatever you want to say, any of these terms that are used against trans people. And um, if they're doing that, you know, spreading that type of like message out to the world, then I can see that being transphobic because that's being said in order to like, bring harm to the community that's being said in order to like look down upon us and like that's the kind of things that we need to make it like a random cis person just having fun with a filter not thinking anything more than like wow look i'm a girl or look i'm a boy like i don't think they are deserving of a title that's so heavy like transphobia especially like if we don't even know their point of view, if we don't know how they're feeling or how they think about the community, maybe they haven't even gave, given the community a thought or have experienced anyone who was part of it, so they don't have an opinion. And and that's okay. That's that's okay to, for people just to not even know because it is such a newer thing that people are trying or you know more are understanding. And I think with of us being the media more and the push of us being in like mainstream culture i think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes more but there is we're part of this like transcend period of time where like things are progressing really fast a lot of people are being becoming more well most people are becoming progressed throughout over time and i think you know we're in this period where there's going to be some mistakes there's going to be some bumps but we have to push through those in order to make a future that is you know like like perfect that that is like better for our community and that perfect future might not exist but you know we're, we're aiming for that we're aiming for um a place where we're seen we're more accepted and we're you know like more heard but we're in this period this this just time that we need to understand people are going to mess up and then things are just going to be said but yeah snapchat filters they're they're not of my concern i'm not offended because someone's having fun and like, I don't want to take joy from anyone either because it is, it's, it's fun and it's silly. And I'm sure even like trans, like people that are, who haven't transitioned yet are even having fun with it themselves. I'm sure it's helping some yeah. trans people see themselves like differently. And it's like, well, like maybe I can become this. Yeah. And so it's really exciting to, to know that it could potentially even help trans people. So like, um, I don't know people get mad. I know a lot of, another thing people have mad about uh, those TikToks that were going around where people were like, this is my voice, like three days on. And originally it like started off like, you know, this is my voice, like, you know, three months on T, like testosterone for where trans men would progress their voice. But then it became a meme on TikTok. And then some girl, I think, popularized it with like, this is my mo- like my voice three days after watching anime or something. And so like that became a whole like meme where it's like, this is my voice, you know, like, like, and then it became like this whole like um, meme like template that people were using and saying. But I, th- I think a lot of people didn't even understand where the original, you know, this is my voice three days. On t- I don't think a lot of people knew the origins of where that came from. And so um, I like a lot of people were having fun with this format because it was like interesting to them and it was just it was funny to them to like be able to do that. And so a lot of people are calling that transphobic because it stemmed from like some like a something that trans men did and i'm not a trans guy so i can't speak on my, like on on the behalf of trans men but for me it just was like i think people not really understanding the origins and just having fun with it because it was, it was funny to them and i think that's okay it's okay to even laugh at certain things that we do and um but yeah there's definitely wasn't any harmful energy coming from it but if that if that like energy changes or shifts 
and it's like used to speak down against tra like trans individuals, then that's where the issue lies. It's not with people just having fun. Yeah. I think you said something important. Like, we're not trying to say that just because we don't personally think something's transphobic, that you don't have a right to be upset about it. Um, because everybody is different, even though we're trans people, we're all different, we all react to things differently. Um, so something that we don't think is transphobic might still end up hurting your feelings and that's okay, you're still valid. Your feelings are still valid. You can still feel however you feel about a certain, certain situation. Um, I just think it's important to be able to put those feelings aside for a second and be able to tell like, is this actually transphobic? Like, is this person or is this joke or meme or is this whatever it is intentionally trying to harm trans people? Like, it might suck. It might be something that you think is shitty, but I think it's important to be able to put your personal feelings aside and think about how this affects, like, trans people as a whole because that's what's important because, like I said, we're all different. So if you feel offended by something, chances are, other people won't and vice versa you might not think anything of a certain situation and other people might get upset so it's really hard to pinpoint like a specific definition but i think what we've been basically saying is that just making sure that whatever is happening is not intentionally trying to fuck with the trans community or like make fun of us or make a joke out of us that's what we need to be focusing on instead mm -hmm. And you'll see this like constantly come up. There's always going to be, I know, like I'm saying, like I said, like earlier, I think a lot of people have the same mindset as us where, you know, we don't, we're not so like, like intense in our beliefs about like our identities where everything's transphobic or everything's like, like, I think we've, you know, gone through shit. We've gone through a lot of people telling us all these things that our skin is tough and especially because we're, we've done YouTube a lot. So we've heard the worst. So I, I think like, um, you know, we were able to process, you know, certain things that people say and understand the difference between ignorance and true like hate. And so, um, yeah, I think that's just like, that's that step. But you, yeah, you'll see a lot of stuff, a lot of those like extreme like viewpoints, you'll see those are always gonna be the ones that stick out. So a lot of people are like, like thinking our community is like that is very, is very touchy. And so a lot of people like want to turn that into a joke and it just, it makes everything so much worse when we like react so strongly to those extreme points of view. Um, like I know there was an article written about like, thank you next and whether it was transphobic, it was a dumb article, but um, it was basically, <laughs> it, it was, was just, <laughs> it was, yeah. But it just said a lot of stuff about um like Ariana Grande and just basically aligning her with transphobia. You know, you saw the James Charles like thing where he was talking about preferences and he like said the thing about um, trans men. So you have a bunch of those like examples we can go more in depth than if you want to, but like, yeah, there's like just, it's just annoying to just see like these extreme points of views that people have or is what associating the entire, it's like what everyone thinks the entire community is when it's, when it's really not, I think I've talked to enough trans people who have who have said the same thing who have agreed with how we feel and and how we think and 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 are, do think that you know we're, we're using this transphobia like label to like justify the silliest things it's like i'm sorry you were called like you know you know he today instead of she like it sucks sucks to suck but like like you know we have to just we have to push through it and you know we educate through it but you know because someone does that doesn't mean they're ultimately the worst person in the world it means they're learning
Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if you're like me, but before coming and being a part of the community, I fucked up all the time. And so you can you imagine like a cis person or someone that hasn't gone through this transition or doesn't know trans people, like, like it's going to take them a second to understand things, especially when it has nothing to do with their lives or like, you know, how, how they deal with things. So I think the best thing we can do is push for education on more things and like accepting people from all walks of life. But like, yeah, like I, like I, I mess up all the time. And I mean, I'm, I am where I'm at now because of those mess ups. We have to embrace it and then move forward. That's a really good point because I honestly messed up a lot too at the beginning, even before I transitioned. I said a lot of things that are probably not supposed to be said and I messed up. I misgendered people all the time. Like if you think about it, like all of us had to go through that learning process while we were figuring out our identity. Um, so we have to remember that like we all ourselves, like our whole community had to educate ourselves at the same time too. So it's like, we didn't just come out of the womb with all of this knowledge on how to talk to trans people or on how transitioning works or how to gender people properly. Like we didn't have all of those tools readily accessible. Like the second we popped out of the womb, like when we were babies, like that's something that we had to learn and educate ourselves on. So I think we have to give that same patience to people who don't have to go through this. Like obviously it's easier for us to figure out everything and to put it into perspective when we have to go through these things. Like we are feeling these feelings. It's easier for us because we're living this life. But like imagine your brother or your sister or relatives or your friends, coworkers that have literally never talked to a trans person. They don't know anything about it. They have to go through the same experience too. And you could potentially be the person that teaches them how to go on through the rest of their life and be an ally to the community. And it just depends on how you react to them. If you react to them in a negative way, what is that going to do for them in the future? Like it's gonna put a bad taste in their mouth. Whenever they encounter another trans person, they're gonna be scared to talk because they don't wanna offend anybody. So we just have to be patient because like I said, and like you said, we are all learning and it's harder for people who don't have to go through this every day. And I know the biggest backlash that we might get for like, you know, this, this podcast, the biggest thing that people are probably going to say if they are upset with what we're saying is probably, it's going to be mostly that like, we're just, we're trying to please cis people, you know, we're doing this stuff. And I always hate that excuse because like, it almost like makes it, it, it like, it pushes this idea that there's a difference between trans people and cis people, which is it like, isn't that transphobic? And it's like, right to yeah, their yeah. standards like you're you're making this difference like why can't I like want to be a part of a community or like want to be like a like a part like why can't I just be a woman and like it just be you know that be it and I'm not trying to please anyone I'm just trying to make a community that's accepting and understanding of people's like like fails and and mess ups and I want to educate people I think it's I think it's a great thing and I and I, and I want to build a place where more people like me, who like, you know, had maybe like a, like a whole, like a bad coin flip, you know, like, um, I want them to be able to experience life better than like I did, you know, not having to go through life, like, um, hiding because you were afraid of like what other people are going to think about you. I want to create a world where things are better. So I'm not trying to p please cis people. I'm trying to create a world that's better for trans people. And I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, I hate that. Excuse I hate when people say that. I like, it makes me mad. It's like, I'm, 
I'm doing what I can to like make a difference. And that's how I believe I'm going to like make the world a better place. Like, I'm just going to continue doing that and saying what I believe in. Like, this is what I believe in. I think we're, it can be a little dramatic sometimes. Even me, sometimes I'll say things I'm really quick to get mad at certain, certain things. And I'm just like, that's transphobic. That's transphobic. But like, you know, like sometimes I just, I have to like evaluate a situation, step back and be like, is it really though? Like, like what, like, is it like, like, where's the intention coming from? So yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. I think it's important that you mentioned like how sometimes like it's transphobic to be like, to call out transphobia, because at the end of the day, I feel like most of us just want to be able to coexist in a world where nobody, it doesn't matter if you're trans or cis. And I feel like a lot of the times when people are super like strict about what's transphobic and what's not, it's like keeping those boundaries in place and it's doing nothing to break them down. Cause it, all it does is it keeps like a distance between us and cis people. Like people who like say no cis people allowed, like I hate cis people down the cis people. Like why? Like all we want to do, like for me, like, I just want to live in a world where everybody doesn't have to worry about labels. So like, why are people constantly like trying to push trans people and cis people so far apart to each other? When at the end of the day, we're all humans. We are all just living on this planet. And I get it. Like trans people have been marginalized for so long and it sucks. Like cis people are the ones that have been perpetuating all of the violence and the transphobia. But at the same time, like, do we want to keep going down that road or do we want to flip a new coin and just try and actually coexist for once and not constantly be fighting and yelling and arguing with people? So I think, yeah, I just think that sometimes the people that are super strict about the rules that people are supposed to abide by in terms of talking to trans people, I think the only thing that it does is further us from the goal, the end goal, which is just to live in a world where we don't have to worry about people caring that we're trans and we can just do whatever we want. Yeah. And even um, with people who are like, like quote unquote transphobic, who don't accept the community and don't accept, um, you know, people like us, um, I think not even all the blame could be on that person. I think a lot, we have to like start looking and trying to like create new waves in the, like those places that, that, create these types of mindsets. So we need to look at like politicians and we need to start voting for more people who accept and support us. Cause you know, people follow politicians blindly and are fed all this information and they think that's factual. We need to like break down like news organizations that describe us in like a horrible manner. We need to break down like a system like like religion that can that can really, really cause an impact in like our community and stuff like that. We need to start, you know, pushing to get more education in all these places. A lot of people like always like to throw science around. Like it's, but you're biologically male. So you'll always be male. Like there's that fucking, I hate that. Cause it's like scientifically, like I like go through gender dysphoria. I, you know, have gone through all this stuff. So scientifically I'm a trans person, which is medically described. It's medically like talked about. So like, like I'm trans through your science, like I'm trans and I exist and I am who I am through your science. It's like, it's frustrating. So I think we need to like break down a lot of those viewpoints. um, And and that I think potentially could help 
more people understand too. So like I, I don't, I wouldn't even say all the weights on the transphobic people. I think there's a lot of weight on these institutions that really feed into these people's heads and give them justification for believing the way they do. So those are the main things that like I really like would love to tackle. I have like such a bad like relationship with like a lot of these like ideas and like like religion for one has like affected me and we can go more in depth into this in another podcast but i've gone through a lot because of it um a lot of my family's catholic and so they believe this whole like you can't transition because that's just what god had you're, you are what god made you and so like i don't even want to blame my family for thinking that because it's something that that's so important to them like how can i blame their culture how can i blame my culture for doing that when it's like been fed to us like our entire lives so there's a lot of like almost like having to break down those those ideas and try and you know input ourselves more into them and educate more people that's true that's also important just knowing the fact that transphobia a lot of different things like transphobia racism sexism a lot of stuff like that is systematic it's not personal like these are things that we have been fed as a society for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years so it just becomes normal and it's like people don't come out of the womb naturally transphobic or racist or homophobic or sexist like that doesn't just happen like it's taught to us as we grow up and there's so many different institutions like the government religion everything like even businesses like everything is run off of like a systematic oppression that is set up to benefit others and hurt other people and that's just how we've gotten through life for so long and now we're at a point in society where we're starting to question all of these different things and um, questioning all of the ideals that we were fed to as kids. And it hasn't been that long since that whole revolution has started and it takes time for it to go into effect. So if you like think about it, a lot of it I, I feel like is just stepping out of yourself and uh, analyzing the situation. Like if you understand that these people aren't acting because they have like a personal grudge against you, like I'm sure some people personally feel ill will towards trans people and there's really nothing that we can do about them but as a whole a lot of the people that are educated are are uneducated are fed these ideas because that's just how our society has been and it takes a while to rearrange the system and to break it down into a way that benefits a lot of people because at the end of the day like the system is set to benefit only a small minority of people in society and it doesn't encompass all of the different minorities and identities that are out there so i think it's very important to note that a lot of this is systematic rather than personal and it's not like a personal attack on us it's just how people have been brought up and how their ancestors and family members and everything has just operated on this mindset for so long so that's just how we got to this point yeah um i completely agree there's just, yeah, there's a lot that needs to, like, be broken down and, and work through. And I think there's also needs to be more, like, I don't, so I, I hate when, you know, this, like, trans, this, I, this issue that comes up when it comes, like, like, transphobia, when it's talked about, and, like, there's, like, a, a big, you know, storm of, like, like, just controversy around it. So, like, these, like, really extreme points of view about transphobia, whenever they're shared to, like, I feel like it's feeding into more cis people to start like becoming more like police about like trans individuals and like what is right and wrong 
So like I was in a situation where like I had a manager um, who I think was just trying to get to know me, not really understand, like not really understanding like there's a time and place for certain things. Like he wasn't really that professional with how he approached stuff. And my girlfriend also worked in the same company that I did. So he knew who my girlfriend was. And then he asked me um, one day if my girlfriend, like my girlfriend was gay. And I told him, no, she's bisexual. It was just writing, that first question was just like crossing the line too much. Um, and it definitely was just really inappropriate for him to ask. And I said, no, she's bisexual. I just, you know, wanted to end the conversation there. And then he goes, well, are you the exception? And I, when I, when he said that, I like, I didn't, I, at first I was like, I didn't understand what he meant. Cause I didn't know if he knew that I was trans or what. And I was like, no. And then it took me a few weeks to really process what he said. And then I randomly tweeted it out because then I got really upset by it. It was like really unprofessional to say it was mean. It wasn't transphobic because I know the, the intention behind it was he was ignorant and he just didn't know and he was trying to educate himself. So um, I wasn't upset about like it being transphobic. I was upset because it was inappropriate to ask during work. And it was it made me feel sad because it felt like people weren't appreciate. Like I wasn't being seen as I thought I was being seen as. It definitely, like, it really, like, it messed with me for a little bit. And so I was upset by it, and I tweeted it, and then the tweet ended up getting to, like, the main, like, HR people, and they had their own vendetta against this guy. And so they were speaking on my behalf, trying to get him fired because they want, they are, they already didn't like him. So they were coming up with, like, they were, I don't know, trying to benefit off of what my pain and what I was going through. And so it's really frustrating to see like where like other people are like speaking for you and saying, look, this is transphobic. This is transphobic. He should be fired because that's transphobic and we don't tolerate transphobia here. And then I felt bad because he has a wife, a kid, like he's just learning. It's like, I kept telling them like, you you can't fire them. I was, I was crying too. Cause it was like this whole dramatic moment at work. I was like crying to them. I'm like, I'm like, I understand that it was a mess up and I understand that it was inappropriate but like, this isn't something for him to get fired. This, I don't want him to be fired from the, this, his job and then have this idea about trans people in his head for the rest of his life that he's going to raise his kids believing. And then it's always going to be like, I got fired because of this trans person. Like I like, because, and it was, it was so frustrating because I just hated that people were talking on my behalf and people were outraged on my behalf. So that's why it, it escalated to the way that it did and like I just I was getting so mad because I was like like that like like he didn't deserve like all of that all of that like he had a whole investigation open up against him with HR and I was like you know I understand like talking with him and saying that's inappropriate he ended up seeing my tweet because it was accidentally sent to him and he like apologized to me like personally um and it was something that you know that definitely needs educating and definitely needs talking with but I don't think people should be punished for it because that's not going to teach anyone a lesson. You need to make sure that they understand what they did was wrong and then show them how they can be better. So it's like one of those things. I don't know if you have any like story like that. That's like where you just things are sad, but like you, you understand the the context wasn't, wasn't pro, like it wasn't transphobic. It wasn't intentional or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm no longer friends with this person, but um, they were like my best friend growing up and it was the first person I came out to. Um, but basically we were like walking, we took a walk cause that's how I wanted to come out to him. 
um, and he was gay. So he wasn't necessarily familiar with like trans people, but he was still like a part of the LGBT community. Um, so this kind of just goes to show you that even people that are inside the community are still potentially going to be uneducated about a certain topic. Um, so I came out to him and he was, he was supportive. Um, but like when we were walking back to the car, he was like, you're not like going to dress up like as a woman and like be a drag queen, are you? And I was like, no, because in my mind, I was like, I'm not a drag queen. Like, do you not know the difference between what a trans woman and what a drag queen is? Because it's very obvious to me. Like, I don't know if you know that. Um, And he was like, because that's kind of weird. Like they wear too much makeup and it's very obvious that like they're men and I don't really want you to like embarrass yourself like that. And I was like, wait, like, so you're supportive of me, but you like, don't want me to dress like a woman, which is like my gender identity. Like I I was very confused and it took me a while. Like that honestly scared me off from like going further with my transition. Like I was really feeling confident because like this was the first person I was coming out to and I was like this is going well and then at the very end they're like basically I support you but if you dress up as a woman I think you're going to be weird and you're going to look ugly basically that's what he was saying and it took me a while to like realize that he was envision like his vision for a trans woman was a drag queen and clearly like that's inaccurate but I can't like at the time it hurt my feelings and it was, it made me really mad. And I still kind of think back on it, like, wow, that was a shitty thing to say. But at the same time, like, as I started to transition, I started to realize that he didn't really know a lot about trans people. Um, So I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't really be mad because yes, it was hurtful and I was pissed off at the moment, but at the same time, he didn't know the difference between what a drag queen was and what a trans woman was. And after I educated him and he started to realize like all of the things that I was going through. It went a lot smoother and he was a lot more supportive and he's, he was very supportive, even though we're not friends anymore. I'm thankful that he was in my life for the first part of my transition. Um, So that even just goes to show you, like even the people closest to you, like your best friend or people in the LGBT community, they might not always know a certain facet of the trans community. And that's okay. Like, like, I, like we were saying, it's okay to have your feelings hurt by a certain situation. Um, but, like, I took a step out of the situation to really analyze it. And I realized that you just didn't know. And that's okay. And that's what I helped him to educate himself on in the future. And then eventually he was able to, like, discern the difference between those two different identities. And I felt successful in that because I... I potentially turned a situation where I could have just stopped talking to him. I could have got mad and blew up and cut him off completely. But I educated him. And even though we're not friends anymore, I know he is educated on trans topics and trans issues and how to talk to trans people. So that's just, that was like the first run in that I had with transphobia that made me rethink the situation. And I think influenced a lot of how my mindset is now in terms of dealing with people saying the wrong things Hmm. and it can definitely be tough and sometimes you have to you know like work through those those like those issues that people you know might not understand and sometimes they're not even worth working through because sometimes it can be like if people are choosing purposely not to change their ideas then I think it's best to definitely like like cut them out of your life I was in a relationship for like a year and a half 
with someone and it was the hardest thing for me to like tell them how I was feeling but I was going through so much pain like dysphoric wise like I was just I don't know they were forcing a lot of like masculine like um they wanted me to be this like ideal like masculine person and it's just not who I was like I was it was definitely really it, it hurt me a lot to kind of like be in this relationship with a person that I like I thought I knew so well and I thought supported me through it like no matter what but when it came down to me like wanting to open up to them about my transition they were not about it so like I came out to them and it was like the hardest thing for me to do um and instead of them like educating themselves instead of them like wanting to like make sure that they were you know like supportive the best way they could like they just kept like, like turning it on like like she was like really abusive in the sense where I like I came out and she was like oh does this mean you don't love me like do you only feel this way because you don't like if you like if you feel this way that means you don't love me you don't care about me like so you you can't feel this way like if you go forward with anything it's just it's because you don't like like making it like all about her and like it was just a manipulative situation and when it turns to like that where you like you constantly are trying to like trying to educate them trying to help them and they refuse to listen refuse to like like understand then I think there has to be that point where you call it quits and I wasn't trying to force this person to be in a relationship with me if I did transition I just wanted them to understand me and and even like I know like you can't like make a person a different sexual orientation so my intention wasn't to do that with her I just wanted her to understand how I was feeling I still didn't know if I wanted to medically transition or not I was just expressing my feelings and so at that point hearing that like it really it made me so afraid of myself and made things really really hard eventually we did end up breaking up that was a big big factor it's like like I, I obviously am not going to change how she feels about trans people and I'm not going to obviously change her sexual orientation so I ended up breaking up with her getting into another relationship where they the first when they found out that I was trans the first thing they asked me was like well are you gonna get surgery and um like I don't know and she was like because I don't want you to and it was like really like new in the relationship relationship so like it was just really frustrating to have to like work through those kind of people and like being like I don't know like kind of having to deal with that type of thing although like you know the person the second person that I was in the relationship with she was supportive and she was trying to understand everything so like I wouldn't say she was transphobic as much as like the first person was where like it was definitely she just did not want to listen to me and not want to understand the pain that I was going through and like constantly putting this like religious like like ideology on me to make me feel bad about myself like that's like the kind of manipulation that can hurt the community and that has hurt the community over and over and over again so it's definitely one of those things where it's like you kind of just have to play your cards right and you know figure out yourself and it doesn't you know at the end of the day if there is that person that is toxic that they just can't change the best thing to do is just to like stop talking with them, stop communicating. Cause you never know, maybe like 10 years from now, they'll, they'll change or they'll open up and you know that maybe you had an impact with their point of view at that time. Cause I know for me, like um, for when I was, I came out to someone like in ninth grade or something or eighth grade. And then they were so unsupportive. Like the first person I came out to, so unsupportive. Then once I started transitioning, they messaged me. It was like seven years later, they messaged me apologizing for how they reacted whenever we were younger. And so it's cool to see the development of people too. Sometimes you just have to give it time. Yeah. I think it's also important to note that like the action that the person takes after being called out for something that they said is probably more 
like the most important part of the interaction. Like if somebody is really sorry, they're going to make the steps after you call them out to change and to educate them and to try to be a better person. Um, and if they don't, then that probably just means that this is a person that you don't really need in your life anymore. And like you said, it could take them a couple of years. It might not ever change. They might always keep the same mindset, but I think it's important to take note of how somebody acts after you call them out for being transphobic, because if they actively try to change, like they still might mess up every once in a while, but if you can tell that they're actually trying to put an effort in and change and be respectful, then that's really all that you can ask. And if not, then that person just simply doesn't deserve to be in your life anymore. Yeah. I definitely think at the end of the day, we just need to relax a little bit and, um, you know, grow, like it's, we're all growing, we're all figuring things out and like, that's okay. So yeah, I think the main message, you know, we want to bring out of this is, is, you know, before you like react, react instantly to like a situation because you think like it's transphobic or it's offensive, just take a second, take a step back and analyze the intent because the intent at the end of the day is the most important thing. So make sure that like, before you want to call something out that like you understand like just understand like what people where people are coming from and why they said it and um just instead of being so mad and outraged try educating try reaching out and then if it's it's on them after that whether they're going to take that or not and if they choose to then great we, we have an ally but if they don't then you know that's something that we know we have to work on to continuously make a better society for ourselves so, yeah, it definitely just comes down to that. But I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. No, that pretty much sums it up well. I just think that, like, a lot of trans people that are, like, social, ju- like, really into social justice and, like, politics and all that, like, like, you're you're educated, you're well aware of the fact that a lot of things are systematic, but at the same time, we're getting mad at the people who are just following what they've been taught for however many years so i think like we know how society works we know how everything is set up so i think knowing that knowledge we should be more understanding of that people are fed these ideas from the second they are born into this world so it's not something that people can just flip a switch on and change their incomplete ideology in the way that they view the world like that's not something that is instantly changeable or something that you can do in a second like it's going to take some time and I think like we've been saying like it's not we're not saying that you can't be upset or you can't be frustrated with how things are like I'm frustrated with how society is still but I I think I've just been able to distance myself from a lot of the controversies and trouble that people are going through and really just figure out like why is this person doing this or why are they saying this and I think that's what is most important. And I think that's the biggest message of today's episode. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and with everything that you're saying, I think you summed up everything pretty nicely. And um, yeah, with that being said, I hope you guys can understand where we're coming from and understand, you know, why we're thinking these certain things or, you know, you know, how we, why, why we feel this way. I don't want anyone to be upset by what we're saying. I just think people should stop being so upset about things and just kind of just understand like intent matters. But with that being said, I want everyone to, um, yeah, just be happy. I, I think uh, we should just, you know, express ourselves in a more positive way and push for, you know, better things. 
Um, this um, podcast podcast shout out goes to Gage's mom because I heard that she's a listener sometimes, and I want her to adopt me. So Gage's mom, if you want to um, adopt me, I will uh, be more than willing to. <laughs> also, to our, my friend Rebecca, who um, has been listening to the she binge listened to it on her drive um, back to Gainesville. She, she's from the same hometown I am. And she also lives in Gainesville. And so on her drive back, she listened to like all of them. And she was like, I love them so much. So like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate like cis people who are listening to these and, and are learning a thing or two about our community because that that makes a big difference. So if you guys have like cis people that are ignorant about trans people, feel free to share this podcast with all of your friends, all of your family, and let them be more educated on like our, our lives. So people aren't, you know, making trans like transphobic like life paths i guess um or people you know aren't saying things that are problematic but yeah with that being said if you want to support us and want to see our faces glitch up your screen um please feel free to um support us on patreon um i have a few tiers and i think you guys will enjoy those tiers and enjoy everything that we have to say so with that being said thank you guys for everything we're also gonna i think maybe chat for like two minutes after this podcast just for exclusive content for Patreon. So yeah. Um, having said, I hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you guys in the next one. Anything to say? No, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. This was probably a long one and it's okay if you have differing opinions than we do. Like, like I said, we're not all the same. So you might disagree with some of the things that we said, but that's fine. Uh, I think the biggest thing that we wanted to point out was just to be able to analyze the situation and to just be patient with people. That's really all that we were trying to say, because I feel like a lot of the times we jump to conclusions and get angry and that really doesn't do anything. So just be happy and be nice and spread positivity and good vibes. That's all. Yes. Retweet. But um, yeah, thank you guys. And we will see you in the next episode of the Girlish Podcast. So yeah. All right. See ya, everyone. Bye-bye.